0: this week on your favorite soap opera it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on soap Central live with Dan J Kroll get ready for the latest soap news scoops and recaps now here's Dan
1: hey everybody welcome to another edition of soap Central live I'm your host Dan Kroll we are live today Friday May 10th 2013, and it blows my mind that we're already almost halfway through May, which means, if you think about it, we're really almost halfway through the year. The Daytime Emmys are coming up next month, and it seems like shortly after that, we're going to be doing our year in review for 2013. I'm not trying to rush anything along, believe me, as I enjoy the summer, and I don't want to think about snow coming, but nevertheless, as I said, we're back here again this week for our weekly discussion about anything and everything soap. And when I say anything and everything, that's really what I mean, because you never know what's going to come out of my mouth during a live show. If you follow me on Facebook, you'll know that about 2.30 this morning, I was posting random factoids about Roadrunners. Uh, Don't ask why. You can go over there and check it out and find out. And as I'm mentioning, that's what you get here on the show. A little bit of anything and everything. There are, though, three things that you are assured of this week. In just a few moments, we'll be talking about a first-of-its-kind fan event for web series. We'll be joined by one of the co-producers of the event, a friend to the show, Steve Silverman. He's going to give us all the details. Then later in the show, we'll be remembering... The Young and the Restless, and of course, Jeannie Cooper, who passed away earlier this week. If you've wanted a place to share your favorite memories of Jean or Mrs. Chancellor, this is the place. You can call our call-in line at 866-472-5788. We'll also be joined by SoapCentral.com contributor Linda Hirsch, who will be sharing some of her favorite memories of the time she's interviewed Jeannie. As I said, you know, there sometimes are some things that you'd like to discuss, whether it be anything about your favorite soaps or you want to talk about a storyline or a character or an actor, whatever it is. If you want to chat with us, you're always welcome to give us a call at 866-472-5788. That's our toll-free number. You can follow us on Twitter at Soap Central. You can follow us at Soap Central Live. You can go to Facebook, of course, on the SoapCentral.com website. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. People are on the lines already wanting to talk. I've got names in my head. I'm probably saying people's names wrong. We're going to find that out because, as I mentioned, this August, fans are going to have the opportunity to meet their favorite web series stars at a first-of-its-kind event in Palm Springs, California. The event is being co-produced by the award-winning creative force behind Pretty, the series, and the spooky new series, The Inn which has its second season premiere coming up next month. We're going to find out about that. So let's welcome Steve Silverman back to the show to find out what's going on in the world of web series. Steve, thanks for being with us today.
2: Well, thanks for having me. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, there it seems like time is going so fast here and I'm looking at the calendar and realizing that we're only about three months and six days or so away from this event, and I have to ask you, what is the name of this event?
2: This is called (laughs) the first ever Hot as Hell Web Series FanFest. Hot as hell. uh, Hot as hell. We're going to have it in Palm Springs, California, um, where I actually live, my hometown, and it is going to be a little warm here. It's going to take place August 16th through 18th. It might be about 100 plus. So bring some sunscreen, and uh, we'll have some, you know, tons of water to drink, I guess.
1: Uh, Maybe we can find a sponsorship from one of the water companies to (laughs) help make this event even more possible.
2: We would love it. Let's get it going.
1: Okay, so Hot as Hell, we've explained why it's called Hot as Hell. We've talked about the dates. We're going to talk about, of course, all of that in a little more detail. But I want to get the reason behind the idea to have this. What came about? How did this idea to have the Hot as Hell fan event come into your mind?
2: Uh, you know, a while ago I, I've i been doing, you know, Pretty in the Inn for a while now. And we keep getting, going in on festivals. And a lot of the festivals we go to they're awesome. And some of them are not so awesome. And some are liked more than others. But we go to all these festivals and we, we show our, our shows. And we have these awards they give out. And there's all this stuff going on. It's really fun. And there's all this camaraderie. But something I realized was we're giving all our content to other people. We're making mm. the content, and then we're giving it away and letting other people, you know, when we go to certain events, we have to pay. You know, we, we're paying to submit. We're paying to go to our own screenings. And, and, yeah, we get it as we go into it. But then I started to think, you know what? Uh, why, why don't we do our own event? I, I did seven years of, as an event planner at the American Cancer Society. I know how to put an event together. And so I actually called up Julie Smith first from Fumbling Through the Pieces. I pitched it to her. She loved it. And then I said, "You know, we could do something really cheap and really awesome in Palm Springs, California if we do it in July or August." And she started laughing. And so then we got uh, Mr. Michael Caruso on board from The Vanity. And then I called up Crystal Chappelle, uh, who I work with on The Inn, who has Venice. And we sort of just decided these five shows would be the jumping off point. And, And I think that there hasn't been an event for fans. And there hasn't been an event for the supporters of our shows to just come out and have a good time with us and not make it about a screening and an awards thing. And it's going to be more of a fan fun event.
1: You mentioned Julie. I want to let folks know if you saw my tweets earlier today, I mentioned that she would be here. There's been a little bit of a scheduling issue, so she's not going to be able to be with us today, but I'm sure it won't take much convincing to get her back on the show here sometime before this event in August.
2: I don't think that'll be a problem. I also told her that I have um, full permission now since she's not here to talk badly about her. So anything <laughs> you want to say, I'll you know. <laughs> hey,
1: That's what happens. If you tell us that you're going to be here and you're not, I've got stuff in my head that I want to talk about. So it means you may have to answer the questions on her behalf. Exactly. <laughs> well, now we, we talked about it's you know sort of a fan event and immediately the things that come into my head are things like ABC's Super Soap Weekend type of event, or Days of Our Lives, they have the Day of Days. Is that what fans can expect from this? Is it going to be a chance for them to actually interact with the stars of these shows, or are they going to be kept behind chain-link fences and away from everyone?
2: We're actually going to have everybody in like plexiglass boxes (laughs) on on rotating like uh, Lazy Susan's. And and then you can buy some, like, you put a quarter in and get, like, a handful of, like, wood pellets, and then you throw it in, and, and, and Joan Van Ark eats them from the floor. You no, know, um, amazing. One thing, you know, I years ago, I did a Leslie Charleston event, gosh, 20 years ago, 21 years ago. And, and it was a nice event, but one of the things I didn't like about it, it, it was lines and tables and signing, and it felt very, you're over here and we're over here kind of thing. This is not going to be like that at all. We are actually having happy hour events. We're having big breakfasts all together. We're doing really fun, very different screenings, which I can tell you more about. We have a couple surprise events planned, and we have some really great panels and have invited some really great um, moderators, including one person I'm speaking to right now.
1: <laughs> that, we're certainly going to have to talk about that. I have to tell you, I'm completely honored to have been asked, but, we, you know, you're, you're dipping into these details and things, and it's my understanding that this is going to be the very first place where you tell people you know, all of the, the information, the where's, the when's, the how's, the why's, I guess we've already done the why, so let me open it up to you for the first time to let people know all those pertinent details so they can start calling AAA or whatever they do online to get their travel agent ready to book these trips.
2: Well, we worked at a really great deal, and it's twofold. The event's going to take place at the Riviera Resort Spa Hotel in Palm Springs. This is where Frank Sinatra, Sammy, and Dean all hung out and sang before they take off to Las Vegas. And they just redid the Riviera two years ago. It's beautiful. So we struck up a deal with them, and we have a great deal going on right now. The event ticket for the weekend, that includes six uh, events that we have planned so far. There might be more. Uh, two of them have full breakfasts included. Um, this full price ticket will be $159 to all events. It's a weekend pass. That's good through June 1st. If you wait past June 1st, the ticket price goes up to $189. And then by July 1st, it jumps to $249. So I would tell everybody out there, grab your ticket now. It's Friday, it's payday. Um, <laughs> grab it now, get the deal. We've also set up, The ticket does not include your room, unfortunately, but I've set up a great deal with the hotel. The hotel is going to do $99 rooms for us, and they're waiving the resort fee. They have a resort fee. Yeah, there's a $30, $28 a night resort fee. They've waived it for us. So it's a $99 a night room. That's for the base room. They also have junior suites and suites that you can take a look at. Now, if we can get more than 75 rooms booked, all our rooms will drop to $89 a night. It's like the price is right. So the only thing I have to say is that the the room reservations won't start until Wednesday, this Wednesday coming, which is May 15th. We have that on our poster that I've already been tweeting out. Uh, I see you have too. But you can go ahead right away and start buying tickets. And I am promising right now the first and tenth people to buy tickets right now, I will take you personally myself with the lovely Stacey Annette Champagne McQueen. We will take you to Private Drinks. Uh, sometime during the weekend. Um, and Julie has promised that the 5th and 15th persons who buy tickets, she and Diane Delano from Fun with the Pieces, will take you to drinks. So we're going to have a lot of fun stuff going on. So, uh, again, you can uh, look on Twitter. You can follow us uh, at The In Series or at Pretty The Series. Or you can go directly, if you want the direct link, I can tell you what that is. Just go to brownpapertickets.com and uh, type in hot as hell event and press the search key, and it will come up. And uh, that's what we're doing. So we're doing, like I said, a tiered ticket that starts at 159, and we think that's a really good deal because it actually includes some meals.
1: That's, well, I mean, it's great to meet people and all that other stuff. I'm telling you right now, I go for food. If you <laughs> throw it in food, you've got me right there. I, I, there's nothing uh, quite like breakfast or a brunch. or That's my favorite meal of the day. I could eat breakfast probably all day long.
2: And I've done enough events that, like, they were talking to me about a sit-down breakfast where they bring the plate to you, and I'm like, no, 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 no. We're setting up, like, three, two or three different buffet areas, so go up, there'll be tons of choices, and it'll be great because we'll all be hanging out with you and eating, and there's no assigned seating, and uh, I'm sure whoever's at Crystal Chappelle's table, there'll be like, uh, like 98 people at Crystal Chappelle's table and two sitting with me, but whatever, <laughs> I'm cool, I can deal with that.
1: So there is another question that I'm sure a lot of people are wanting to know. It's uh, probably the most asked question that I've seen. Fans are wondering, why on earth would you choose me to moderate a panel discussion?
2: (laughs) Well, okay, first of all, I have met you. I can tell the audience listening, Dan is exceptionally handsome. And I need, I have a lot of ugly people coming. Michael Caruso, Mark Gant, Kyle David Pierce, Michael Taylor Gray. These are not good-looking people. So I need Dan to up our pretty, if you will. I actually think that you're a terrific, um, you you know how to have a conversation. And and in terms of a moderated panel, and, you know, you and I will talk to it as we get closer, but it's more of, you know, a discussion. I think people really want to have the time to just have a chat. And I don't think people want to hear the same old, how did you first come up with the idea for pretty, you know, that kind of thing. I think people want to hear the fun stuff. And so we were bouncing names around and you were, you were actually one of the top people. I said right away. I said I think Dan would be perfect at it if he'll get himself out there. Well, you know, if you start walking now, you'll be here by <laughs> August. That's
1: what I was thinking. And I'm now since I can't ask about how did you get the idea for Pretty or the Inn, I'm scratching those questions off my list here. Perfect. <laughs> we'll come up with something else. No, I I'm extremely honored to have been asked. This is going to be i think a lot of fun and again as i said here here i'm a little more restrained because i know that there are uh, protocols i have no idea what i'm going to be like in 120 degree heat with all sorts of craziness and zaniness so this 159 dollar weekend pass if you buy it right now that may be well worth the price of admission of seeing me create a spectacle
2: yeah, so you'll be creating a spectacle in front of some of my favorite people. You know, I, I'm so thrilled because uh, Crystal Chappelle, Mark Dance, Denise Alexander, and Kyle David Pierce, all from the Inn, will be there. And, of course, Crystal is the star of Venice. We're working with the Venice producers right now to find out who else from Venice will be there, but they just finished filming. So I've kind of given them a break because Krista, their executive producer, who's a friend of mine, and a sweetheart. She's like, just give me a week. We're exhausted. I said, no problem. Um, we're thrilled to announce that from Fumbling through the Pieces, uh, Diane Delano will be there, Dale Raul, and Knox Landing superstar Michelle Lee will be there. And we can't have Michelle Lee if we don't have Joan Van Ark, so I got Joan Van Ark from Pretty to agree to join Stacey McQueen, Terry Simmons, Michael Taylor Gray, and Kirsten Bangsness, my um, good friend who's on Criminal Minds. So we have a really great group of people, and of course, the Divanity crew will be there as well. Michael Caruso will be there, and um, we'll keep updating everybody on who will be there. Um, and as you all know, this is scheduled to appear. Things come up, but we very smartly planned it at a time when most of them um, are on hiatus or not working. <laughs> but I think we'll have a really good time. It was very funny. I'll tell you a quick little behind-the-scenes um Julie called Michelle Lee, who she works with, and, and Michelle said, well, if Joan goes, I'll go. So I called Joan, and Joan said, well, if Michelle goes, then I'll go. <laughs> then I called Julie, and I said, well, they both want to go. If the other one's going to go, well, just tell Michelle that Joan's going, and I'll tell Joan <laughs> and Michelle's going. So that's basically what we did, and God helped me if they find out that that's how we played them. But... Um, they're both coming, and it should be hilarious. uh, It should be a really, really fun week. And we have some really, really fun events and big surprises planned. I'm I'm a king of big surprises. We're going to have a ton of videos playing that no one's seen before. Everything from blooper reels to behind-the-scenes interviews. And our big, big event, which we're most excited about, is Friday, uh, Saturday night, rather, the big main event in the hotel ballroom. We are going to show episodes of Venice, the inn, pretty, fumbling through the pieces, and the vanity. We're going to turn the sound off and hand the mics over to the cast and the producers and creators, and you guys are going to get to watch an entire episode with live audio commentary, Mystery Science Theater style, where you can ask us questions, yell stuff out, and we'll take you through our episodes. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. It'll be pretty hilarious because an inn episode is about two and a half minutes, and an episode of Venice is about 28 minutes. So <laughs> we'll see what happens.
1: Just loop uh, loop yours a couple of times, and and we'll come up with stuff here. I think that actually sounds like an amazing idea. You know, it'll work both for people who've seen the episodes, and it'll also work for people who haven't seen those particular episodes. It may want them to, you know, go back and see what what was the real dialogue.
2: Yeah, it's a great idea. All the all that stuff that you guys that everyone always says, like, you don't think about, like, there's. I can tell you whose car, you know, in the end breaks down. That broken down car you see at the very first shot of our very first episode, I can tell mm-hmm. you whose car that is, and I can tell you the story behind it. And uh Crystal can share a a wardrobe malfunction story that will make everybody laugh. And uh-huh. and there's just all those behind-the-scenes, nitty-gritty things that you love to hear. And it's great when you get to hear it right from the person's mouth.
1: I think that's, again, I think that that's, a, that's actually a fabulous idea. I, I didn't know quite what you were going to say when you talked about the main event but that again that sounds worth the price of admission right there because there are some events when you talk about fan club events for the various shows where it may be $159 or more for just one particular event and this is right. if they order quickly before it goes up and you're talking the whole weekend pass for that price so that you're,
2: you're talk- is a great deal you're talk- yeah you're talking six Six events they're basically costing you uh oh god don't make me do the math 27 dollars a piece um <laughs> if i just did the math right and uh, yeah for like 159 i think it's a deal personally we tried to keep it low i even lowered it julie and i talked and we lowered it so that because you have to name it's nine percent tax out here in Palm springs we even lowered it so it would come in right around 165 because that was our little target number but we also think you're getting i mean The hotel is swank, you guys. There's a gorgeous pool. We are working with them right now because they have opened a second private pool with a private tiki bar area. It's really beautiful. And we've been talking with them and then trying to negotiate this. This this would be the seventh event. It would be the after party after the 830 Saturday night event. Where we all leave the mystery science theater event and go right out to the pool. It'll be about eleven o'clock at night, and we can all hang out at the pool and drink at the tiki bar. So it'll be really, really fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and, and I and I hope that people respond, and I hope people want to come, and I hope that it's not just me and all these wonderful actors and you, um, which would be fine too. I mean, you know. <laughs> Well we'll find
1: out if it seems that people are more interested because I'm going to be there we'll ramp that up. If people right. are staying away because they're afraid of me you know' we'll, we'll step back from that and we'll mention that you know Richard Sims will be there <laughs> Well I My can nemesis. Tell you,
2: I can tell you right now live on the air that you the very first ticket has been sold and I'm taking her to drinks. Her name's Casey she's from Texas. And Casey just bought the very first ticket. And what I didn't tell Casey is that and I kind of kept because I'm all about surprises. There's a big surprise for Casey, um, our very first ticket buyer. I just looked on my email, so that's really cool. So yay, we sold one ticket. Woohoo!
1: <laughs> we'll find out i wish casey would call in so we could find out if it was because of me or, or in spite of me. right right <laughs> we in spite just... of you. Well
3: maybe
2: she shows up and she it's a soap opera she like brings along a nice 12 year old boy and she's like this is your son dan jr
1: uh, that was actually almost the last time i was in palm springs or texas one or the other we'll we'll figure it out uh since the name daniel apparently i, I found out today is waning in popularity it said it's Least popular point since 1998, but we won't let that dissuade anyone. And we have a ticket sold, but we have someone on the line who wants to talk about the event from Maryland. We have Jen on the line. Jen, welcome to Soap Central Live.
4: Hi, Dan. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
4: I'm good. I actually talked to you last week. I called in on um, last Friday's show, but um, I found out about this event and I and I heard it was going to you were going to be on um, Soap Central. And I have to tell you, yes, I'm going to this event just because you're there. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm going to this event because I think it, it's wonderful. I mean, to have so many um, cast members from all these different shows in, in one event or one weekend. I actually attended the um, Venice fan event a couple of years ago, and I've just kind of been waiting for other series and, and other things to have events, and there hasn't been anything. And this was, uh, really exciting to find out about. And I have to say, uh, the ticket price is phenomenal because I've been to a lot of soap opera fan events before and things where I've paid 110, 135. That's just for one, one event. Right. So the $159 ticket is, is awesome. And it actually helps when there's a cheaper ticket because I'll be flying in from Maryland. I have a friend I'm trying to convince to come from Georgia. So we'll be flying in, you know, for this event. And since, you know, airfare these days isn't that cheap, then, you know, the lower the prices for the hotel and the, the event tickets is, is very helpful.
1: Absolutely. So I'm very, while, we very have, excited. while we have Steve on the line, let me ask you, Jen, what, as a fan, what types of events, if you could, you know, pick anything in the world, what sort of events would you as a fan want to experience?
4: Um. I think uh, from various events that I've attended, I... I just I I love to be able to mingle with the actors. I've been to events where I've been able to mingle with them before, and that was great. And I've been to events where you know all the actors are behind one big long table, and there's long lines, and that's not so good. So um, just getting to meet people and getting to um, meet the actors is is really um, is definitely one of the pluses for me.
2: So well, I'm glad to hear that because I feel the exact same way. The very the very first event. That we're gonna have is Friday night at five o'clock. It's a happy hour. It'll be one hour. It's gonna be in the grand ballroom lobby, which is beautiful, and we'll all be there and we'll all be hanging out and having a great time. And at six o'clock, I can't tell you what happens. You'll have to be there to see. But something very special happens when a set of doors open and we all move into a, a very special room where something very special is going to happen. And I think wow. everyone will be very very pleased and very excited and start laughing because it's. Um, what I like to call stupid fun, and um, somebody actually suggested a dunk tank. It's not a dunk tank.
4: Oh, Um, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not
2: bringing a dunk tank in, though um, it would be kind of cool to see, like, Kirsten Banks in a dunk tank. I don't think I've ever seen her do that, so that would be kind of cool. But we're (laughs) going to keep surprising you guys all weekend long, but what you said is so important. Like, to me, I love events where we can all just – Just hang out, and we can we can go to breakfast together, and we can talk, and the breakfast event is going to be great. We're having a full breakfast for 45 minutes an hour. We're going to show you guys really fun videos throughout it, and then a panel will begin at the end of it. And another thing I wanted to tell you guys is we're leaving basically the whole day open for you. So beginning around noon to about 5 o'clock on Saturday, you can do whatever you want. The hotel is gorgeous, but the hotel also has a free ah. air-conditioned trolley. Every hour on the hour that takes you to downtown Palm Springs, about a five-minute drive, you can go okay. walk downtown and then get right back on the trolley because you're only going to last about 15 to 20 minutes before you burst into flames.
4: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I've actually been to Vegas before in July and August, so I know what to expect. And I was actually in um, Palm Springs... Uh, a couple years ago at the end of April for Stagecoach Music Festival. So I know how hot that was. So hot in April, and I can't even only imagine what it's going to be in August. So I'll be indoors mostly, though, (laughs) for sure. But I'm also very excited. There's good for the uh, what I like to call the Mini Knot's Landing Reunion, because I'm very excited to see Michelle Lee and uh, Joan Van Ark. So are very
2: excited to be together. I will tell you that Michelle is planning to be with us for the whole weekend. I never lie. That's the one thing wow, about Wow, nice. Joan, Joan told me she's coming in on Saturday, and she'll be there Saturday and Sunday, but she can't make it Friday night. So we'll have fun, and we're going to get Michelle, hopefully, to a couple drinks in her so she can say bad things about her and Donna Mills. <laughs>
1: Well, oh, Jen, thank you so much for calling back into the show. We, I will look forward to seeing you there coming up in August. That's just It seems like it's going to be here before you know it. Now, Steve, before we forget it here, you had mentioned that you had sold the first ticket. Let me get you to say that person's name one more time just in case they're listening.
2: The very first ticket was sold to a young lady named Casey from Texas. And the Casey. second ticket just sold. And that was just sold, to God, isn't it amazing we can do this stuff? Oh, I know her well. Good old Alexis. Our second ticket was, sent to, was bought by a lady named Alexis. So uh, two very smart people have bought uh, tickets early. And, again, like I told everybody, you can buy tickets now. We've been tweeting it out. You can look on um, Brown Paper. Um, excuse me. Let me get it right for you. It's www.brownpapertickets.com. Just put in hot as hell. And then if you wait till this coming Wednesday, the hotel deal will be up and we'll tweet it all out and and get everybody excited about it as well. Well, we have
1: further proof here that people do listen to this show. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) But we have our first ticket purchaser on the line waiting to talk to you. Welcome to Soap Central Live, lucky number one.
2: Hi. This is Casey. Yes. You are the first ticket buyer of the entire event, you lucky girl. I know, that's awesome.
4: Well, um, I looked, I looked through the, you know, the the event schedule that was with it, and I mean, it's a steal. It's uh, what you set up is amazing. I mean, to have have that much talent and and you know, creative minds in one place,
3: and to share that with fans is awesome.
2: Oh, we're really looking forward to it. We're going to have a really good time. God, you guys are so great. I, I'm going to go raise the price right now by $100. Just kidding. Um,
4: <laughs> we're, gonna have have
2: a, we're going to have a great time. I, and just so everybody knows, like I already said and you just mentioned, I we put up a list and they're on the poster right now of who's scheduled to be there. We're going to be adding people as they confirm. And, I, and just because for the Venice fans especially, because the Venice fans have been asking me, they just finished filming this week, so I'm giving them a little bit of a break, and they're going to get me some more names next week. So we're going to have some really fun Venice announcements of who else from the Venice team will be joining us. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you for calling in. Congratulations on being the lucky first ticket buyer, and I can't wait to find out what your secret surprise is going to be.
2: Yeah, me either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stay tuned. I will see you in August. All right, before I let you get back to whatever it is goes on there in Palm Springs on the weekend, Steve, I want to ask a question that sort of has been, it may be a a tomato-tomato type of thing, but let me get your opinion as someone who's involved in this. Do you consider All My Children and One Life to Live to be web series?
2: Oh, boy. Uh, No. I consider them to be wonderful, excellent, amazing television shows that have found new life on the web, but I don't consider them to be a web series. I consider them to be, you know, their network television people are creating this, and they're creating it exactly the way they did basically, for TV, except they're both a half an hour shorter. Um, I watched both of them. I watched both of the first episodes of both of them. I enjoyed them both. I have nothing but positive to say. I hope they bring tons more viewers and eyes to the screen. But I really don't, right now, consider them a web series. Um, I just don't. I I, I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm a snob. (laughs) No, I don't think
1: it's it's being a snob. I think that there are... Again, I said it's tomato-tomato, and it may be anything technically that airs on the internet. There are shows that are based on television that are rerun on different online services, but that doesn't necessarily make them a web series. But from that standpoint, do you think that it's possible that the return of All My Children in One Life to Live and having them placed on the web will maybe acquaint people with watching television shows or programs, quality program, on the internet that may otherwise not have been, which could then sort of siphon additional eyeballs to some of the projects that you've been worked on working on
2: Uh, yeah i think that if anything it's they certainly do i think they certainly bring a a huge amount of uh... legitimacy i think they bring a a certain it's really wonderful to uh, I I I'm not gonna sound, I'm gonna sound so Hollywood here, and I don't even live in Hollywood <laughs> right now. Um, here's the thing I I took a I took a, a lunch I did I took a lunch with a, a major casting director, someone who was the casting director on Fraser and Arrested Development and according to Jim, because she was going to produce her own web series and she didn't have a clue, so she actually took me to lunch to pick my brain, and here I am sitting and thinking like, oh my God, you know I just got a bunch of friends together and we were being stupid and the next thing i know pretty has a million viewers and Jeannie francis and joan Van ark and mary beth evans and martha Byrne and all the like are on it and i think that um i i think they're going to definitely broaden the spectrum um but i don't think you know it, it's the same as if they took pretty and or the end put it on tv exactly you know and it is it a is it a TV show now? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe maybe I do. Why are you asking me trick questions? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's because I'm practicing for my big panel discussion. I want to you know see what kind of questions I can come up to stump the jury here.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, can I can I tell you just two quick things before I get off the sure. phone with you?
1: Absolutely. Number one,
2: uh, so that I, that I promote myself and all these other shows. Everyone, please, um, before you get out to hot as hell, come join us at the dot Pretty the series.com, the vanity.com, fumbling through the pieces.com, and Venice Series.com and catch up and watch all our shows. We're all starting again soon and uh we have our next season starting in June. And I know that you're segueing over to Jeannie Cooper's uh passing. And I wanted to tell you really quickly, um, several years ago my grandparents, they they're both gone for many years now. They were huge young and the restless fans. They never missed the young and the restless. It killed my grandmother. Before VCRs on Yom Kippur when she could not turn on the TV to miss an episode (laughs) of The Young and the Restless, And their favorite character, as they called her, was Mrs. Chancellor. Everybody Mm -hmm. else, first names, swear to God, Jill, Jack, all of them. But Mrs. Mm -hmm. Chancellor, Mrs. Chancellor, Mrs. Chancellor. So several years ago, it's going back several years, my Nana was turning 90. And I, my sister and I decided, you know what, she's 90, let's make her a photo album book. Let's not do something you know, a video or something, she won't get it. I mean, not that she wasn't with it, but she liked something, you know, like a nice book that she could have. So I, we started collecting pictures from the whole family. And without telling anybody, I called CBS and they put me through to the Young and the Restless. And I asked, who do I talk to? I just need to get an autographed photo from Jeannie Cooper. Well, they put me through, gave me her publicist number. I called him. He, I told him the story about my 90 year. What's her name? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Great. I kid you not, three hours later, a knock at my door, I open it, it's a courier, and I say a thank you sign, I open it up, it's an 8x10 from Jeannie, with an entire message on it, and she wrote in giant letters to my dear friend, 90 years, you go, 90 more, love you much, your friend, forever, Jeannie Cooper, and I put this in the book. And so we give the whole thing to my Nana, and she's flipping through the book, and she's all teary-eyed, because ninety birthday, and we're all there, and the whole family's around. She's flipping, 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 and she's looking at the pictures. There's a lot of pictures she's seen a million times, right? And then she, sees, she goes, oh, and she sees the picture of Jeannie. And then she just turns the page. And I said, Nana, <laughs> Nana, go back. She wrote something to you. And there's no way you could miss it. It was like a giant Sharpie. So my nana starts reading it, and then with tears in her eyes, she looks up at 90 years old, and she says, My friend, she called me her friend. (laughs) And we all started laughing at just the power of the relationship that we have with the characters that we see on television. And that, wherever Jeannie is, I I put up on Facebook or Twitter, I said, um, I'm sad to hear the passing, and I know for a fact that my nana was first in line to show her around wherever they are. So I think that was really cool.
1: Well, that's a wonderful story. And, you know, these are the kind of things that I like to be able to present here on Soap Central Live, the things that fans may otherwise not get a chance to hear, the things that I feel need to be said. There are plenty of other places for negativity and scandal and all of that other side. Here, I like to really celebrate what our common love is, to remind people why we feel so passionately about these shows, these characters, these performers who have been with us for many, many years. And hopefully this will also be something that equates over to getting to know stars of some of these web series, that they may not be household names per se the way a Jeannie Cooper is. But when you get to meet these people, if you go to the event coming up in August – that fans will see that you know there is that connection, that it isn't the, the celebrity-based thing, that the actors really do appreciate their fans because they know that if it were not for the fans, they wouldn't be where they are as well. So I'm glad that you were able to just drop by and certainly to share that story as well as all of the other great information that we found out about the Hot as Hell event during the course of this last half hour or so
2: thank you for having me. I overstayed my welcome. I wish you uh, uh, many weeks of applying 30 and 50, and um, I suggest you do that maybe before you go to bed each night, so by the time I see you in August, you'll be all lathered up and ready for the sun.
1: <laughs> I will, because I am as pale as a sheet of paper. I will probably crisp as soon as I set foot in the desert, so I'm looking forward to it. Steve Silverman, thank you so much for dropping by. I really appreciate it.
2: Thanks for
1: having me. I'll see you in August. If not sooner, you never know where I'll pop up. But for for right now, everybody, we have to take a quick break. We're going to be back on the other side with Linda Hirsch, and we're going to be taking your calls. We have Sal on the line. We have a couple of other callers who want to talk about Jeannie Cooper. So stay tuned, everybody. Soap Central Live will be right back.
0: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps. Soapcentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast.
3: All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts.
4: VoiceAmerica.com.
0: are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want a dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Dan Kroll. You heard us talk in the last segment about the power of fans. And fans, certainly earlier this week, were rocked to learn of the passing of Jeannie Cooper from The Young and the Restless. After, I don't know that I would call it a a long illness, but certainly after a serious illness, Jeannie passed away at the age of 84. We are inviting all of you to call in. And share some of your favorite Jeannie Cooper memories or your Mrs. Chancellor memories, whichever you would prefer. But to help us get through that, someone who has talked to Jeannie Cooper for, I would say, probably on many, many occasions over the years, over her time on YNR, who has shared some of those outtakes, some of the, uh, what would you say, Linda, some of the the fun moments. The best Uh, of
5: Jeannie. (laughs) The best of Jeannie. You know, there's a... There's a couple of great broads in the business, and Jeannie was one of them, and Ruth Warwick, just um, uh, Mary Thickett, I mean, really great dames. And, um, you know, one of my favorite Jeannie stories, um, Emma McLaughlin, Jesse Brewer, was like the anti-Jeannie quiet, never demanding, would carry her own suitcases. I mean, she was amazing. So one day, uh, Emily and Jeannie were out of town on one of these soap uh, events, and Jean sees this restaurant that's closed. And she says, well, Emily, this is where we're going to go eat. And Emily says, but it's closed. She goes, not to Catherine Chancellor, it's not. And they opened the restaurant.
1: Let me, before we go too far into this, I want to give you the proper introduction. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't overstating how many times you'd spoken to her, but we have Linda Hirsch, who is a syndicated columnist and, of course, a contributor to SoapCentral.com. Her latest piece is all about Jeannie Cooper and some of the stories and some of the interviews and some of the wonderful moments that you've experienced that maybe fans haven't. And I'm reading one of the emails that just came through to me on Facebook that really is sort of pertinent to what we're saying. It's from Michael Beecham who said uh, he's enjoying the show and it's great that we found a place to celebrate Jeannie Cooper. It is like the loss of a grandmother and it's not like you can go to a funeral for her. So it's great to be able to turn into your show and find a place to share the grief with other fierce friends of the media and our soap stars. And what Michael says, Linda, is, is really right that maybe you and I at times could take for granted that we have access to these stars for work purposes that fans may not have ever otherwise had particularly we talked about the web series event coming up in august if it weren't for events like those there are people who live in areas where the soap stars have never passed through they may have never had a chance to meet them so it's, it's sort of a, a different layer here where fans don't know quite how they can express their grief for someone who they feel that they know because they've seen them five days a week for years because they, they don't know the person in the real world where they could go to a funeral or, a, or some sort of, of service. So right, I think but, that it's important.
5: Right. But, you know, very quickly, I, I do blame some of the press people for that, though. Okay? And you and know, I have had this conversation our job isn't to say, woohoo, Eugenie Jeannie Cooper. Our job is to say, we're going to give you a look into Judy, Jeannie Cooper. And Jeannie was, uh, like that. I mean, Jeannie, um, lo- really, really, really loved her fans. She would say anything to them, do anything that, you know, that she felt comfortable with doing. And I think Jeannie was this real, Person. And I think you can tell, you know, you can tell. I mean, there are soap actors that have been around a very long time. Um, not as forthcoming as Jeannie. Not as much fun as Jeannie. Many are. <laughs> I mean, I think it just depends. But, but the job is to say, look, whatever, Jeannie Cooper was the real deal. What you saw is what she was. There was no pretense. There was, there was no publicist making things up for, for Jeannie. Uh, To say. I mean, Jeannie did Twitter before there was Twitter because Jeannie (laughs) had no filter.
3: Uh, No, you're you're absolutely
5: right. None. Uh, And I think what I, I, if people want a quick and good read, get a hold of her um, biography. It's amazing. And she is very open about stuff in that book. Oh my God. (laughs) I think that that's
1: part of the fun, is even when you look at her. 2008 Emmy win, where she got up there after having won the Lifetime Achievement Award, which, let's face it, a lot of people think that they give those posthumously. Right. When she got up there, took her award, and said, hey, I bet you thought I died. Uh, you know, and you look at that and think, oh, wow, you, you shouldn't say that now that she's recently passed away. But I think that when you, tribute, when you pay tribute to someone, you should pay tribute to them for who they were, not necessarily... You know, the celebrating the whole package, and she, like you said, said everything the way that she felt. And I think that it wasn't done. You talked about press people who say yeah. things maybe to be sensational. I don't get the impression from the times that I've spoken to Jeannie that she didn't say anything for headlines. She didn't no. say anything for for uh, scandal or sensationalism. She spoke her truth, and that's <laughs> Thank- what you want from someone.
5: So of course you can say it. I said it and printed, it and and that's that. And one of the things you're talking about that lifetime achievement award very briefly. It was not a fun time for Jeannie. She felt that she was very, very mishandled, and she goes on and on and on about what happened, and it was not good. And she doesn't mention the Pierre person who was not doing their job. says at the very end, in parentheses, she uses his first name, and all of us in the business, know what a terrible press agent he was. So we're dying, you know. Jeannie said, see, Charles, I bet you thought I wasn't going to mention your name, and I didn't, but now I had to. (laughs) It's Jeannie. Well,
1: we want to mention some names because we, as we mentioned, we're asking fans to call in and share some of their favorite memories. We have, I believe from uh, Baton Rouge, we have Sal on the line who wants to talk about Jeannie Cooper. Sal, welcome to Subcentral Live.
4: Sal, are you there? Yes. Hi, how are you? All right, how about you?
1: I am wonderful. I understand that you would like to talk about Mrs. Chancellor.
4: Oh, yes. She was a... I don't know if they can replace her. I'm telling you. She's... I mean, I don't think anybody could replace that lady for her... You know on that show but I was wondering if they were going to replace her you know recast the, I, her with Michael Lerner or, or not you don't know what do you think Linda
5: I don't think they will and, and, and here's That's good. why I, I think I'm they glad. will not. okay uh, Michael Lerner did a, a fine job but that wasn't Mrs. Chancellor I think most actors can be you know recast yeah, this is not one of them and Ginny's last day on that show already aired is when she's with Jill and she walks away.
4: Up the steps. I saw that and I said, you know, I told my friend, I said, a friend of mine that lives in another state, I said, you know, that's if she was telling her by the way she looked at her. Right,
5: and Ginny did not know that, you know, that, that anything was going to happen. She no, refused
3: just to play an world. Alzheimer's
5: storyline. But here's what Kay Chancellor does with S.K. Kay goodbye. Look at the mess she left everything in. And she is so gleeful about all this trouble. She's going to call for Kane and Jill. I mean, <laughs> God, Mrs. C loved that.
1: Well, thank you for your call, Sal. I think before we move on to the next caller, one of the things that I think is important to note in the situation where they did recast the the role temporarily is only because those scenes were already written and Jeannie Cooper had fallen ill unexpectedly right. and they, they needed to do something in a hurry, so they brought in Michael Learned. I think that now because they're you know, they're writing new material and there may not be anything Certainly, they weren't going to be writing for the character of Catherine when they knew that Jeannie Cooper was in the hospital, and now that they are aware of her passing, I would think, in addition to this special standalone tribute episode yeah. that they're going to be airing later this month, I would think that coming up, they will probably address it on screen and be able to do something that we see them do on other soaps with longtime time. Performers who've passed away, yeah, where they do a suitable tribute. Yeah, we have,
5: you know, a, a Mrs. Chancellor will have a um, a death scene off camera. Um, they're, I think, the standalone episode, which is on the twenty eighth. I think that's going to say a lot of stuff. I, and I want to say how spectacular her children, especially Corbin, who's been the has been through this. He has been amazing. Um. And having Jeannie for a mother was like having a whirlwind for a mother. <laughs> uh, their love was, like, amazing. She, she was incredibly proud of all her children and um all the tributes that he gave and the thanks that he gave everybody. And Jeannie, Jeannie's believes that you need a calming, positive force. And when there was a not-so-positive thing going on, he was furious. Yeah. And, and rightly so, because that wasn't Jeannie. You know? Well,
1: let's, uh, we want to find out what more people are remembering when they think of Jeannie Cooper. We have a caller who is quite a frequent guest here on the show. We have Bonnie from Massachusetts. Bonnie, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hi,
3: Dean. Thanks for having me. Hi, Carolyn. Yeah, it's Linda Hirsch. It's Linda Hirsch, it's not Carol. Linda, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay.
1: So <laughs> answer to anything. I do too. To I be do honest. too. I'm Whatever. You sorry,
3: are. Linda. No, my oh, no, 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 no problem. Not a problem at all. Go ahead. Um, what are your my first encounter with Mrs. Chancellor was I was only 18 days old and my mother was bored stiff having me and everything else and she had like bypass her time. She was hooked on you and the rest was in her favorite can't. Favorite character was Mrs. C. And every time I grew up as a kid, it was like, Catherine Chancellor this, Catherine Chancellor that. I wish I was Catherine Chancellor. And when I got her to Y&R because of my mother, I could see why. She was a powerful, amazing woman. Bonnie,
5: do you remember the scene which where she would sing, I'm going to live, live, live till I die? Yes. That is one of those phenomenal scenes. I know they're going to use that. And it was such a touchstone because that was Jeannie Cooper and
3: that was Catherine Chance. That was both of them in a nutshell. Yes, it was. And when I first heard that, when she did that, I bawled. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, and now thinking about it, that you mentioned it, it is sticking in my head and it is a great loss in the soap. Country right now in the soap world, and to her family and friends, they are my prayers. You know, mm-hmm. and and they're appreciative of it. I know that. And if any of her family or soap family listening right now, please play that song. That's a good. That's a good idea, Bonnie. Seriously, because that was her, both as Catherine and both as Mrs. Cooper. She'd well, be a tremendous you. loss.
1: It absolutely is. And thank you so much, Bonnie, for calling in to share that with thank us. Thank you
3: so much, Dan. And you have a great weekend. You too. Yeah, bye bye.
1: Linda, we are, I'm, I'm looking here and we're, we're tick, tick, ticking. And uh, I want to make sure that we get to talk about it as much as we can. Is there one particular memory uh, from all of the times that you've spoken to her or all the things that you've seen on, on television that you would say is the defining moment for Jeannie Cooper?
5: Yes, Jean is in Las Vegas, okay, and she wants to be ahead of, now she would never push her way ahead, but she felt she would do that, and one time, <laughs> she's in Vegas, and we're talking, it was a phone interview, and all of a sudden she says to me, well, these young kids things are going to get in front of me, I don't think so, if they don't know who I am, they will when they're done, and the seas, it was like the scene, you know, from the Ten Commandments. The seas just <laughs> parted. I mean, they absolutely parted. And, and then the other real quick with Jean thing is, Jean thought something was being, being treated unfairly, be it an animal, be it a fellow actor. You, She had a great moral compass as far as how you treat people. And if you treated somebody poorly, and then one other really quick story, Brendan Dixon played um, Jill in the beginning, and they really at times hated each other. And there was this scene where there was supposed to be a tarantula where Kay throws at Jill, and she knew that Brendan Dixon was terrified of spiders. So she <laughs> made sure it was a real tarantula. <laughs>
3: <laughs> see ben these are the fun things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness these are the things that we absolutely love and it's again these are the things that fans might otherwise not have gotten to know and they're the things that unfortunately after the fact become even more touching you I know mean, sometimes i don't know if we take the time to get to know all of the things that we should or to to do the digging or to really savor those tender moments, we sort of maybe will gloss over everything because we're in such a a speedy, fast, instantly Mm -hmm. connected society. And I think that hearing these stories, these are the things that can be passed along. These are the things that can be talked about that really keeps those memories of those people alive and, and so special to us. I am looking, and unfortunately, Linda, it looks like we're, we're almost out of time here. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to uh, take a minute or so to talk about anything that you'd like, whether it be uh, your additional memories of Jeannie Cooper or, or something else. So it's yours. The mic is open. You have a minute.
5: Yeah. And, and here, very quickly, I live in Cleveland, okay? Um, this is now, Cleveland has been known for many a thing, losing LeBron James, the world's oldest, newest football team. But this week it is about the horrible story of these three young ladies that were kept captive. All My Children is doing a story on white slave trading. In the old days, All My Children could have fixed that. They did it when there was a 911 uh, bombing. Uh, J- Janet was going to bomb Pine Valley, and they cut that storyline. All My Children is not going to have that because they do five weeks, on of taping, five weeks off. I want the audience to understand that All My Children is not taking this, um, you know, being flip about it. The story was in the planning. So please see them through. And living in a town where this has just been a horrifying story from start to finish, with a happy ending, they're, they're home now. But don't be upset with All My Children for that. Art so often imitates life.
1: Uh, Unfortunately, sometimes it does. Linda, I want to thank you for dropping by to chat with me. You know the door is always open to have you come back anytime you'd like. Sounds good. I also want to thank everybody who was a part of today's show. Now, if you missed anything that we've talked about because there were a lot of links and dates and information, you can find all of that information on our official website at soapcentral.com slash radio. While you're there, of course, you have access to every single episode of Soap Central Live that we've ever broadcast. You can listen to any episode anytime you want. Download them, stream them, listen to them on your way to work, uh, listen to them as you're working out, whatever it is that you want to do when you listen to music or to listen to Soap Chat. That's what you can do. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Soap Central. Follow us on Twitter at Soap Central or at Soap Central Live. I'm going to be back here next week, Friday, May 17th. Who knows who else will be here? Maybe Linda will surprise us with a visit. It's the same time as always every week, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for more of our anything and everything discussion of soaps right here on the continuing saga of Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody.